Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. You know, we've been following Paul and his journey, and he's now made it to Rome, and he's under house arrest, chained up, and he wants to preach the gospel. So he waits a grand old three days to pick a fight with the Jews in town. And I don't know how he got him there because he's again chained up, but maybe he just caught them passing by and he starts telling them, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. And it says this in Acts chapter 28, verse 21. The Jews replied, we have no, we've had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who's come here, but we want to hear what you believe. For the only thing we know about this movement is that it's been denounced everywhere. So uh, Paul doesn't have any direct uh, issues that these people have heard about. And because he's a Jew, they want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And because maybe their hearts are open, they want to hear the gospel. And so they say, yeah, sure, we'll listen. I love the fact that they know that Jews everywhere have rejected Christianity. And yet they still want to listen. And I wish that more in our culture, we were open to hearing dialogue from people who disagreed so that we could then in turn share the gospel with them in a better way. Verse 23. So a time was set and on that day, a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning to until evening. Okay, so all day he preaches the gospel. Now there's a lot that he might have shared there. There's a lot of things that he could have referenced, but I want to read to you several scriptures that I found that really point back to who Jesus was. And I don't have time to read them all, so I'm going to paraphrase some of them, but we'll start here. Number one, Jesus proclaimed the gospel. Let's just read Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Now, Isaiah wrote that long before Jesus, but he was writing it not from his own voice, but from the prophecy of what the Messiah would say in the future. How about this one? Verse uh, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Jesus was born of a virgin. How about this one? Isaiah 35, verse 5 through 6. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongues shout for joy. Again, Jesus, the Messiah, was one who healed the blind, the deaf, the lame, and the mute. He did great miracles. People were healed. Here's a simple one. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey. Jesus rode in Palm Sunday on a lowly donkey. He was uh, always low. Even when he was being praised as king, he was riding in as a servant. Uh, Psalm chapter 41, verse 9. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. A reference to Judas uh, eating the Last Supper and then basically turning Jesus in, giving him up for dead. Isaiah chapter 53. I encourage you to go read the entire chapter. I'm just going to read you a few verses. This is not an account of the crucifixion. This is a prophecy long before the crucifixion talking about Jesus. Verse 5, 
But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our inequities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We are like sheep that have gone astray, each of us has turned our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Later in the chapter, verse 12, it says, Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus died in our place. He took the punishment that we deserve. He bore our sins. That's what the Messiah was supposed to do. People thought the Messiah was going to come in and conquer Rome. No, the Messiah was there to bear the sins of the poor, the weak, the lonely, all of us. And this one last one, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Jesus is the one who built the house, our soul, so that God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, could live in that temple. And he establishes that throne in eternity, not just here on earth, but in eternity, he has a throne forever. So that when we get to eternity, we can have um, a connection with God directly. Let's continue reading the passage um, in Acts chapter 28, verse 24. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right about you when he said your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet. Go and say to this people, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. And when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Verse 28, so I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles and they will accept it. So Paul preaches probably some of these passages that I read to you. Some believe, some do not. The ones who believe, he's encouraged. The ones who do not, he says, guys, I've shared this with the Jews first and now I'm going to share it with the Gentiles because this message is for everyone and this message is for you. And so if you've not accepted the message of Jesus, if you've never come to the conclusion that Jesus died for you, I want to pray for you right now. God, we come before you today. We are a people who see you. We see the wonderful things that you are, that you've done. Uh, we see the wonderful qualities about you at work in our world, but we also see brokenness, God. We can look in the mirror and see our own brokenness and our own despair. And I pray that each person hearing my voice would have looked in the mirror at some point and seeing the darkness and decay. God, there's nothing we can do to solve that problem by ourselves, but we don't have to because you solved it by sending your son to die on a cross so that we didn't have to experience death and separation from you. Instead, we could experience life and life eternal. God, I pray that every person hearing my voice would repent and turn away from the problems of this world, that they would have faith and turn towards you for an example in their life, and that they would publicly express that with a, a baptism by immersion to show everybody what has happened in their heart. God, I pray that you would give us purpose and meaning and life new. God, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.